Hey, everyone. It's Pastor Mike. Before we get to today's episode, I want to encourage you with another one of our podcasts that take you deeper into God's Word. After listening here, please check out Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Amber's one of our bloggers and writers, and she's amazing at helping you navigate life's challenges by keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Amber is a sister in Christ, really mature, really honest, really funny, a really good friend of mine, and I know she's going to encourage you with her message. Just search for Little Things wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So we are talking about the forgotten God, and what I mean by that is oftentimes in the church we talk about God the Father, we talk about God the Son, but more often than not we do not talk about God the Holy Spirit, but that's who we're talking about. And the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Romans in chapter 8, gives us a contrast between the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and mine and the sinful flesh. The sinful flesh sometimes is called the old Adam, named after Adam who rebelled against God in the Garden of Eden. Well, the sinful flesh tries to get us to rebel against God by doing everything that God doesn't want us to do. So ultimately to get us to fall into temptation. Whereas the Holy Spirit is working in our lives to help us to avoid doing evil and empowering us to do what is good. So ultimately, Paul is describing for us the quintessential battle between good and evil that is constantly raging inside of you and me. And the reason I say it's constantly raging is because you clicked on this video, but that, that, the battle did not stop, did it? Or when you open your Bible or you go to church, uh, it doesn't all of a sudden go into sleep mode. No, it's still raging on. And I don't share this to make you feel like you have to live in despair. No, but it's so that you and I can be aware of what's going on in the here and now. And so that's what Paul addresses here in Romans chapter 8. This is what he says. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So right off the bat, Paul is forcing us to think about what we're thinking about. If, If you're thinking about fleshy things sinful activities, things that are selfish, self-centered, and potentially harmful to others, then you are living according to the flesh and its desires. If you're thinking about spiritual things, things that are lovely, good, noble, upright, uh, how to help others, how to be more service-minded, then you are living according to the Spirit and what the Spirit desires. The question I want you to wrestle with then is, what are you thinking about? What, what are you setting your mind on? Is it the things of the flesh or the things of the spirit? Because as Paul is going to point out, is that both have consequences. This is what he says in verse 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So what happens is when you allow your mind to be governed by the flesh, you're hostile to God. You're his enemy. You can't please him. That's not your desire. And ultimately, it says it leads to death. Now, from my observations, most people don't want to die. That's why we have anti-aging creams. This is why we have spa treatments. This is why we do everything we possibly can do so that we spend a little bit longer here on this earth. The other thing I've observed is most people don't want to spend eternity away from God. They don't want to spend eternity in the fire pit of hell. They don't want that. It's not on their bucket list. But here's the thing. Here's the warning. When a person allows them their mind to be governed by the flesh, they are on the fast track to both physical and spiritual death. 
indulging in sinful, reckless behavior is not going to elongate your life. Living in rebellion against God is not going to draw you closer to him. So again, take a moment and think about this. Where has your mind been lately? What have you been meditating on? The things of the spirit or the things of the flesh? And if you don't exactly know what I'm saying, when I, what I mean when I say the things of the flesh, the Apostle Paul gives us another list in the book of Galatians 5, and he deal, details that for us. He says this, The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, and jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. So part of the sinful flesh is giving into sexual immorality, which entails looking at another person with lustful thoughts in your heart. Um, and that could be uh, looking at pornographic images. That could be having sex outside of marriage or committing adultery or having uh, homosexual relationships. The sinful nature is drawn towards idolatry and witchcraft, which includes the occult and black, black magic, things like horoscopes, palm readings, Ouija boards, seances, and, and casting spells. He, he says that the sinful flesh involves hating people, discord, being jealous, having fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, and factions, envy, drunkenness, and orgies. That's a fancy word for having sexual relations with multiple people. Listen, I know this is not a comfortable conversation to have. But we have to talk about these things because it literally is the difference between life and death. The world promotes everything I just talked about as good and moral. But the reality is every single one of them draws us away from God and draws us away from God's kingdom. So again, ask yourself, what are you allowing your mind to meditate on? What are you drawn towards? What are you thinking about? Is it the things of the flesh or the things of the Spirit, because the consequences of allowing your mind to think about the things of the Spirit are way better. This is what Paul says in verse 6. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. When you allow the Holy Spirit to govern and rule your mind, there's nothing that you have to be ashamed of. There's nothing you have to feel guilty for, because you have life and peace. Where do you need to go to think about the things of the Spirit? Back to the inspired Word of God to the Bible, to meditate on all the things that are written for you in the 66 books of Scripture. It is so important for you and I to read and meditate on God's Word regularly. Uh, something my family and I do to, to do this is uh, in the morning before they go off to school, we'll open up the Bible app, we'll listen to the verse of the day together, and we'll, we'll talk about it, we'll discuss it, we'll, we'll allow the Holy Spirit to work on our hearts, we'll pray about it, and we start our day. Uh, something I've been implementing. I don't always do it perfectly, but when I remember to do it before the kids get on their tablets or they have screen time or play video games, I ask them to read a psalm or a chapter of the Bible, and then we talk about it, again, allowing the Spirit to work on their hearts. Something I'm doing personally is that before I sit down and watch a movie or, or get on Netflix, is that I'll read a, a few chapters of God's Word, pray about that, so that I, I'm making wise decisions on what I am going to watch or not watch. This is something that you and I need to be intentional about because the Spirit works through His Word. 
And this is where he teaches us that, that we are forgiven, 100% forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ for all the times that we've given into our sinful flesh. This is where God teaches us to love our neighbor as ourselves, to be kind and compassionate towards one another. Uh, this is how he, he teaches us to be slow in anger and abounding in love, no matter what the circumstances, no matter who we're dealing with. The mind governed by the Spirit brings life and peace. Now, maybe you've been wondering, as I've been talking, is your mind governed by the Spirit or not? Is the Spirit even inside of you? And that's why I appreciate what Paul says in verse 11. He says, and if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Do you believe that Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose from the dead, is your Savior? Were you baptized into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? If so, then you can be 100% confident that the Spirit lives inside of you. That is a fact, and therefore you have life and you have peace. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, forgive us uh, for the times that we've given into our sinful flesh. Uh, all of us have done it, Lord. But that does not rule us, that does not govern us. Your Spirit does. And so help us to lean more into that uh, by being in your word, intentionally taking the time to, to listen to it, to read it, to, to soak it in and allow you to change our hearts and our minds. It's through Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen.